0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer Will Paul. Carried in tonight, Will.
1: Doing very well, Sarah. Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday to you too. Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Had a good weekend. Uh, saw one of the things. Well, saw both the things we talked We're going to talk about tonight, and I'm still just just processing it. But uh, but yeah, had a, had a good weekend. Very actually. I, I joked on Twitter today that uh, it was like, "What's this substance falling out of the sky?" Oh, it's rain. We have it hasn't <laughs> rained here, in forever. So it was like, "Huh, that's what it looks like." <laughs> wow!
0: And yet I get it every other day, if not every <laughs> day. But yeah, I'm going through my my post traumatic Joker experience myself. Uh, it's uh, and it's an experience that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: So so both of us saw the movie last night and it, it was it was really weird. And this is a spoiler review, so we're just gonna start jumping into it. Joker dies. No.
1: <laughs> he dies a horrible, horrible death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he dies like any good villain dies, yeah. except there's no story. um yo, didn't find the body. <laughs> Of course, of course not. He he, he falls out of the uh, uh window and then they just fade to black. Exactly. So we don't know if he lives or dies because he's a joker. No, so we I went with two people who are kind who who see some of these movies but don't really understand all of the Easter eggs, or all the significance. Uh so so very for people who just go to the movies for the sake of going to the movies. And uh, when we got into the car, everyone was unanimous and just feeling like, well, now I feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that that was heavy. And and yet we started laughing afterwards. Imagine like that. it, it was, yeah. It's just this weird thing that occurs where you you walking away from that film, you're thinking in your mind, well, a what the heck, mm. b Oh, my God. And then you just start laughing about it. And I think that that just is, shows how well done this movie is from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. That it manages to, to cause that reaction that is so significant in terms of the story that they're trying to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. It, one of the... When I first... A couple things... One, the trailer really does not give hardly anything away about this movie. I mean, it does tell you. I mean, it gives some of the the Arthur Fleck. It, you know, there's a bunch of still images, and you see the you see all those images pop up in the film. But the film itself, I I really didn't know what to expect going in uh, because, of course, there was all the you know, over the last few weeks, all the warnings. I mean, the military was like have warnings about people seeing this, and you know, all the media uh, as far as like. Even when I walked into the theater, you know, so to getting my ticket it had the little disclaimer. You know, Joker is a comic book film, but it does have images, and you know, blah 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 blah. All the disclaimers. Mm-hmm. But, but once I started watching it, my I, I will say my my reaction at the end was what a hell are people so like freaked out about it it was clear it was one of those forbidden fruit narrative feeding on itself as far as uh wanting to you know scare people about this film because quite frankly arthur fleck is not was not a character that would uh, inspire you to do anything Compare right. especially when you compare when, when I consider when I think about the Heath Ledger version of the Joker, who was a very competent, diabolical genius, whereas you have this Arthur Fleck, who was just—I mean, the guy was a straight-up loser. He couldn't hold a job. Ouch. He couldn't, <laughs> I mean, I, how could how could you how anybody anybody who's who has seen this film? I know I'm jumping into like the conclusion before we really get to some
2: no, no, analysis, no, no, but
1: but I just have I just want to address this right off the top because I just felt it was one of the, that was one of the big takeaways I got away from this film is all of the all of the just shit Nonsense. that was that yeah. was said about it beforehand, and I think it's just completely over. It was completely overblown. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And so I just wanted to just address that right off the top about that character, about my feelings on that particular point. Um, But as far as the character. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I want to I want to respond to what you just said first, because because it's important. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it, especially going in. There was so much noise and coming out. You're suddenly thinking, what? Why? What was the big deal? Yeah. And honestly, here's my conspiracy theory. I think that the people who started to plant those seeds saw this movie and they were thinking in their minds, wow, that movie managed to do managed to strike this this level of tension, this level of foreboding and diabolicalness with with almost subtlety, dare yeah. I say. -hmm. And and just a character study and just human nature.
2: Yeah.
0: Without without Mm -hmm. not a lot. Yeah, there's a few scenes which is like really violent, but but it's I I've seen worse. Like a season of Punisher that's way worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Season Hannibal way
1: worse. Way worse.
0: Yeah, so, but this movie, I think, is just more that disturbing factor that they, and these people are the same people who I think are behind movies that do, in fact, glorify the um action and violence and and gore of it all because that's the only way they know how to tell that story they don't know how to tell the story the way todd phillips did yeah. gets to get similar points across both very but does not glorify it because because you're absolutely right like arthur fleck is a loser and this this world almost creates what he becomes mm-hmm and and i mean it like it's not mother um nature versus nurture no. because part of why how he gets on this path is from his upbringing but it's just this whole um perfect storm of events that really allows him to transcend into that other character and find balance and and it's and i think it is a scary thought to a degree because mm-hmm there are people in the world with mental illness and seeing this and seeing how we could encourage that to, to create uh, our own jokers of the world. That is horrifying and that is scary, but it does not glorify it.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. And I'm glad you you thought that's one of the things too, that was so, there's a lot of this, this, this film is really a mirror in some ways on our society at at this time. And I think that is part of why it's so, it it does push buttons. It really does push buttons. I mean, if you, I, I mean, there were people who actually left the theater, uh, that was sitting beside me. I don't know if they were thinking that they were they were going to go in and it was going to be like suicide squad or, or or the marvel movie type comic book movie or whatever, but they 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 were like they, they cashed out. They were like about halfway through it was too much for them. They left. Um, was
0: it was it during one of the probably dozen scenes where it's walking, dancing around in his underwear?
1: No. No, it was Okay, because <laughs> th-
0: there yeah. were some times when I wanted to leave during those.
1: like No, it was actually it was actually the scene where it, he was with the social worker and they talked about uh, cutting his fund uh, funding for the for the program. Hmm. Which hmm. gets to my point as far as why again it's like this film really touches on a lot of just societal. I mean, it holds a mirror up to society as far as what we hold important and. In a, in a very you know, both overt and also subversive way as, uh, as as in pointing out things and i think that's part of as i said one of the reasons why it is so contra- controversial and hard film to watch because you're right as far it, it there are people who are out there with issues who as as arthur even said in the film you know I talk, but no one's listening.
2: Mm-hmm. You're not
1: listening to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you hear when we see events, I mean, not to get all political or you know, bring in real world, but I mean, it is very topical with this film. You know, when you hear about situations where there's been mass shootings or things like that, what's the one thing you hear about people say about those those individuals who do it? I missed it. Oh, he didn't seem right. wrong. I, I he right. didn't seem nor different, or he was just kind of strange or kind of weird, but I didn't see anything harmful about him. And I mean, and that was kind of like Arthur. I mean, yeah, he was weird. He, you know, as his coworkers, you know, poked fun at him and stuff. And, and he was really just the kind of guy who just kind of just blended in. Who was, you know, you would see him on the street and you realize that, oh yeah, there's something not right about him, but we just, you know, he's just an individual that quite frankly was ignored and just kind of blended in and just just kind of just shuffled along in the system and 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 because of it, um he didn't get the help that he needed and right. and we saw what happened.
0: Right. I, I mean, essentially, he, he was faking happiness, and that's yep. how he managed to get by, and, and that's what I really think is intriguing about this portrait of who the Joker is, is that at the end of the day, he's depressed, and depressed is really hard to figure out if a person is clinically depressed or if they're just having a bad day, a bad month, a bad year, go figure. I mean, but but for Arthur, he's been depressed his entire life because he's had a lot of trauma. Yeah. And he hasn't had the services to reconcile that. He hasn't been around good influences. His his mom, and, and I love how they put this, delusions of grandeur.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: to, to a depressed person, happiness is the biggest delusion of all. Yeah. And I love that. I think there is something so in, so so uh, so real and authentic about that concept, because we all, I think, at times have to fake our own happiness and 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 there's such, and it's such um, disingenuous. It doesn't make you feel good and it actually makes you feel worse because you're just a faker and you're waiting for somebody to see that so that, that you can be like yes i feel this way too and and ironically when he gets when he starts doing really bad things that's when he starts to feel connected yeah and and what what you brought up also makes me think about the other side of this that I think is so, like, not the political stuff, but the art- artistic, um, what Todd Phillip does as just a plain director and setting tone and the dramedy. This is a quintessential dramedy. It is. Like is. Ten years from now, they're going to be showing this movie in film school because that scene where he first encounters the cops, gets up off the bench, and walks straight into the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody laughs. Everybody laughs. But what was really interesting is after the laugh, you also see him standing there and waving his hand. hmm and remember, this is the same character who said, like, just moments before or a few scenes before that, I am i don't even know if I exist. Right, right. And that's like, so, so the way Todd incorporates comedic ele- elements, mm-hmm. which is really just dramatic irony.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Like, okay, my favorite scene in the entire movie, or maybe, but... It's just the because you're right to an extent about the trailers not giving too much away. Trailers give away, in my opinion, a fair amount. But the scene that is preserved is a scene where he kills the other clown person yeah. and then the midget is f- scared for his life. Yep. And so are we. And yep. that scene is so perfect. It is. Because it's, it's violent. It's bloody. It is terrifying, and that, and then there's this calmness, mm-hmm. and and suddenly it's just him and his only friend, arguably,
1: yeah.
0: or whoever was nice to him,
2: yeah.
0: And and we're all thinking in our minds, well, he's obviously going to kill him, and then he gets to the door, and everybody laughs.
1: Yeah. When yeah. he can't reach the lock. He can't reach the lock. Yep. And yep.
0: Well, like, what does that say about us? We literally two minutes before watched the, watched him beat yeah. this other man's brains out. Yeah, and then the moment the midget can't reach the door or the lock, we we laugh.
1: We laugh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's the genius of this film. Uh huh. I mean, as I said before, that's it, it. Really does hold up the mirror to us, and if that's why it's so uncomfortable. Because it does expose the duality. I don't know if duality is the right word, but just you're right. I mean that that in that in the frame of a, a in a span of one to two minutes, we went from like just shock shitless,
0: uh huh, yep,
1: to just like people laughing their ass off in a theater because the little guy couldn't like reach the lock, and
0: yeah, and then yeah. he gets away, and we're and like, oh, that's good, that's
1: good, yeah, but somebody and,
0: still died,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just like it's that it's like the desensitization of violent acts. How mm-hmm. we've how we've kind of almost gotten normalized to these things, and we just move on to the. It really is like something happens in the news. We all do thoughts and prayers, and then we move on to the next thing. Oh, right. what's what's Courtney Kardashian doing today? You know, it's just like you know, it's 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 that's what's so one of the things I thought Phillips. And Joaquin did so well in this film, is taking you through those emotions because, I, I whenever from the very beginning of the film when he when Arthur was beat up by the thugs when they stole his son, and getting just just getting the shit kicked out of him in the street,
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: it was just that you I, I you know the, the the emotion I felt there was just total sympathy for this guy, and. Mm-hmm. I, well, because it it set the tone perfectly because it was right at the beginning of the film. I mean, I've seen the stuff in the trailer before, but that's what I meant by it. The trailer not giving everything away because right. because I, I thought maybe this you know could easily have been somewhere further down in, in the story, but here at the very beginning, we I, I think it set the tone as far as like. Showing how downtrodden this guy is, and and so you do feel some empathy for the guy because he's just trying to do his job, and these young punks just come and just like ruin his day.
0: I, because of the trailer, I felt more empathy for him when he was told you have to get the the sign back.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's and then he- yeah.
0: And then he goes into the alley and he starts like just inflicting self harm. In that moment, I felt empathy. And then one one of my it was it was weird because going into it, I felt like there was an expectation set where I would consistently throughout the throughout the movie feel empathy for him, which actually I would argue I didn't. Like just those few scenes, maybe. Yeah, but overall, I knew like he he was crazy, and I was just trying to follow follow his lead in a way. I was trying to be like, okay, well, what's going on? And then the twists started coming, which really were engaging because the moment those started, those other pieces started to fall in place. You're just like, okay, now everything I watched before makes a little bit sense i definitely have questions but suddenly this movie just upped the game upset it, updates game mm-hmm. and again and again and again yeah. uh, did you notice um in that first scene when they beat him up in the alley they 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 focus in on him he has a flower in his jacket yeah. that is one of the gag flowers so he he makes it um spray the water hmm Okay, I did not notice, and then I watched the scene dissection with uh, Todd Phillips, who talked about it, and I was like, oh, see, another thing. There are probably so many other small details like that that I probably missed the first time around. Yeah. The hard thing is, this isn't really a movie I want to see again.
1: I I was just thinking the same thing. (laughs) Even last night when I was leaving the theater, I was just like, that was a damn, that that, that film was almost sheer genius. I don't know if I want to watch it again. It's no. I, I I just feel like I, it's one of those films like I just want to let it just sit and just I just ponder over what I what I remember for, from it and and never see it again because I don't feel like I will get the same emotional experience out of it or uh, yeah I mean I pick, like you said I'll pick up other little details but that I, I, the, the visceral feelings that I still that I have I mean even talking about it with you tonight it's you know as I was saying before the, the empathy, but the other genius about this film is how utterly repulsed I was about this character, uh, even Ooh, even interesting. even how you know and from the span I mean in the span of just like feeling really bad for the guy because he just got the shit kicked out of him and then also having to go back and get the sign because that was another place where I did feel like the same like you uh, felt bad for him. But then he would just do the things that, that you know that we see in his descent into madness, and you know, unless you know, one, we got we can't we can't uh, go without talking about how he he stalked and had these these fantasies and delusions with about his neighbor.
0: Yeah, but wait wait a second, because I think so. It's this is this is crazy because you're you're saying. Um, initially felt empathy and then as it as it went on you grew to repulse Arthur Arthur, which is a very different experience than I had because I maybe had one moment of empathy but I was always like one eye open because we know who this character is and and honestly I don't know if I was repulsed like it was shocking and some of those moments especially with that one yeah. guy, like that yeah. blood, but but they they did it in a way that really also made you say, like, if I was Arthur, I would have probably done the same thing.
1: Right, and and, and that's what I mean by, and it's not so much the violent acts as mm-hmm. much as the descent into madness that mm. that was that was was so off, you know, that that just really got me, like, oh God, this guy, I just can't. I just can't with him.
0: <laughs> what was it a descent into madness? I, I keep hearing that phrase. Yet one of the first scenes um, after the opening where he is talking to a therapist court ordered mm-hmm. because he was already locked up. Yeah. So if he was already locked up, then he's already gone crazy.
1: Yeah, he was. But I think it's the it's the. I mean he was obviously he was already he was already had he was already mentally ill. He was definitely he suffered child abuse. I mean his mother tried to burn him up. So mm-hmm. so I mean there there are those elements of it that he the the, the seeds were already there and the, the conditions was, was already there. But mm-hmm. one he he was getting treatment. I mean he 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 even saw that it that he he knew on an intuitive level that he was a danger not only to himself but to others. So that was why he was, he wanted to make sure he had his meds. hmm So, I mean, he was consciously aware of his situation. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So, so, I think, And it was,
0: it was the delusion of grandeurs that really yeah. did him in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and the more delusional he got, I mean, it, it was just, know the first time i think the one scene where he when he he goes he follows um her sophie to the to the Mm -hmm. to the the bank Mm -hmm. and and then you know and then later later in the day he, he she they encounter each other and they talk and you know he talks about being a comedian and and you know and everything and and then, well, yeah, of course, he goes to the show, and he performs, and she's there. Well, actually, before that, he does – does he imagine – I'm trying to remember. What was the sequence? Did he imagine going into her apartment before the, comic, the comedy show, or was it after?
0: Oh, it was after. It was, it was after, after, yeah. Because, like, it was even after his mom had her stroke. Right. And she's at the hospital with him, and, and you – As a viewer, you are totally fooled because you're thinking, oh, this is kind of unrealistic because, I mean, that's Zazie Beats and she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. What the heck is she doing with him? But for whatever reason, he he, um, convinces her that he's a good person or she sees something in him. Very, very innocent. And then... And then that 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 scene where he goes into the de- apartment and it the way they shoot it you already know like you're you're scared and mm-hmm. and that's that's really what I think is is genius and and no I wasn't I wasn't repulsed by his actions but I don't know if I could sit through this movie again just because of the tension yeah there you are so engrossed and just fearful for anything to happen because it's almost like at the beginning of the movie he he strikes a a match and you're just waiting for something to blow up yeah yeah and and it just continues and even when there are explosions the the match is relit and you're just like okay another one
2: Another like one, it yeah. just
0: continues. There's this. There's this dread, and something that I heard in a review this morning that I thought was just fascinating observation is that arguably this movie is not dark
1: no.
0: because a lot of the scenes are actually shot in the daytime. Mm-hmm. It's just bleak.
1: It's just a bleak. Yeah, yeah. It's just very bleak. I mean, when I when, speaking of bleakness and tone, you know. I think a lot. Obviously, a lot of folks have compared it to Taxi Driver, and um, what else? The Kings of uh, Kings of New York, or I think another.
0: King of Comedy.
1: King of, King of Comedy, King of Comedy. Yeah, I always, yeah, I always think Kings of Comedy with uh, with uh, Cedric the Entertainer and those folks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, the original Kings of Comedy. Um, but the, the film that I totally that think that I. Thought of whenever I was sitting there watching it, I was thinking more of like network and uh, even all the president's men,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because you know you had the classic Warner Brothers logo. Uh, I thought of network in particular when I saw Robert De Niro's character and just the whole um, pop, you know, television and and how his the, Murray just basically was a part of this world and you know this it it did have that kind of like late 70s it did I mean obviously it was set in the late 70s early 80s so it clearly had that feel but and
0: and that scene where he envisions what it would be like to be in the studio audience mm -hmm. that was our that was our first hint that this whole the, the the delusions and yet for some reason we're just like oh that's a daydream okay that, mm-hmm. it's not going to mean anything right. or it's sh- setting up that fantasy world but like it just I just wanted to bring that up that it yeah. we we were totally told what was going to happen and of yet course. it still caught us our off guard
1: it did it did I mean it was just it was just it was just you know the, the think I, given up I, that I watched a film in the same week we had so many uh, you know, you have Martin Scorsese and Jennifer Aniston talking about cinema and the MCU and comic book films or, you know, basically uh just the you know, theme park versus cinema. Um, I mean one you know, Scorsese would love this film, but two uh, you know, it uh, it's 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 basically taking a comic book character and name and and the last like, you know, 20, you know the last act of the film finally like giving us the reveal of the character who we, we are you know we we are familiar with because of what we've seen in other other media but i mean this this film to me was it it, it truly was a, just a, a genius filmmaking and, and some of the things you talked about the tension building up and how you know that dream sequence at the very beginning it did telegraph where we were going on this journey but Todd Phillips just in the way that he shot this film and the way that they, to sort of built each each block from the scene with the in, in the, the daydreaming in the studio with where he's sitting there with his mother mm-hmm. to the first act the first time he actually does kill with the you know the three yuppies on um
2: on the, the subway
1: on the subway, on okay. the subway. and you know, and, and then it just, you know, it just builds on itself at each individual moment. You know, when I say repulse, it, it, it's just, it's just more the, 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 the actions that he engages mm-hmm. in, it, it's just sort of like, oh, uh, and it's that, that tension and, and not, not the revulsion of, like, just feel, feel, feeling physically ill, but just the emotional roller coaster that, that this put me on because each time they ratcheted it up, and I was just, like, totally alone for the ride, but by the end of it, I was just emotionally spent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I kept, for some reason, well, I know why, but I keep comparing it to Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. It is, it's very similar. You're dealing with two unreliable narrators, you're dealing with people who think that they're the heroes of the story that they're telling because they're telling it, which by the way, something that nobody's talking about is the fact that I'm pretty sure I'm like almost positive, Joaquin is in every single scene. Yes. So and and that's a rarity in mm-hmm. a film. I mean, yeah, you have your lead actors, but you usually have these side characters and they get scenes and they're following. no 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 no. This is this is a one man show. It is. It, it the the ensemble bits i mean some of the people that in the trailers they're saying have these parts they show up for five minutes or
2: less yeah. or less
1: that's yeah. it.
0: it this is just walking and that's and i and i think that that's part of the reason why the the what he did is so so massive just because to be in character for that amount of time through all of it like mm-hmm. start to finish it's just it's it's a huge thing to put on your shoulders and and so I, f- I kept comparing it to Mr. Robot because of the those um unreliable narrators and also just this this idea that the you're being told one thing led to believe one thing, and then the director's going to snap his fingers, and suddenly it's like, no, 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 you were looking over here when you should have been looking there,
2: yeah, and so yeah, yeah.
0: here we go. Because my fa- well, another one of my favorite scenes, um, and actually arguably my favorite line, is at the very end, mm-hmm. and it's, what's so funny? Oh, I was just thinking of a joke. And then she asks if he can tell her, The joke, and he says, You wouldn't get it. Yeah. And I, and you know, there's something like this to go back to my point about why this is a dramedy and and the genius of that is because, and he says it in the movie on the couch right before he kills Robert De Niro's character, is that comedy is
1: subjective. It
0: is. People will find some things bizarre. I'm sorry, I'm a horrible human being, but for some reason, when I see somebody else trip. (laughs) <laughs> over something, <laughs> I I tend to laugh. It's awkward. There's just yeah. something about it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's his whole point. Like you guys may not think I'm funny, but I think I am, or one other person will be, or one other person will like me and what's the harm in that? Right, right. And and that the people and he is right. Like he was only invited on to the show and the clip was only shown to make fun of, fun of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there is villainy in that as well. Yeah, and and so that whole thing you wouldn't get it, yeah. like like, and then you start thinking like, okay, are they implying that we wouldn't get the movie? Do we really understand what we're seeing? Because something else that's so one of the reasons why I would want to rewatch that scene is because it's revealed that he's locked up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's he's talking clearly and it looks like the same therapist as as who was in the that opening scene very similar very Very similar similar staging and everything and and he just is sitting there and then they cut to little Bruce Wayne with his parents dead around him and Gotham is on fire Mm -hmm. so so what's what is the joke is the joke, like, in his mind that he he started this whole movement? Or that that he, in the end, actually did defeat Thomas Wayne only to essentially br- give birth to Bruce Wayne, who ultimately becomes Batman? Like, is yeah. that the joke? Or is the joke that, that this whole thing is all made up and just something like he's telling his therapist about.
1: There could be so, it, it could be taken in so many ways. I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, when I saw the cut to, to, to Thomas and Mar- Martha Wayne dead on the ground, I mean, that was like, okay. You know, I, I yeah thought about the Batman, uh, but also I thought that, uh, given how Thomas Wayne was sort of part of this story, where the, the, the delusions of grandeur, and how he, you know, Arthur and his mother—well, and his mother in particular—thought that Arthur was, you know, Thomas's son, and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Thomas, you know, was, you know, he was portraying himself as this, this savior of Gotham, who mm-hmm. uh, was going to run for mayor, who's going to do all these things, but. But then we, you know, but then we actually see the real Thomas Wayne when he, when he first, when he encounters Arthur Fleck
2: mm-hmm.
1: and how, you know, it was, you know, whenever, we, you know, whenever we got the, you know, we got the one percenters in their nice little world and, and, then seeing, you know, and then once he, you know, was really encountered with you know people like Arthur, how, how he, how he treated him. So is that the joke? Is like, you know, yeah, you know, we you're supposed to be this paragon of virtue and everything and you know Thomas was just has always been this tragic figure, but actually it's the joke that Thomas is actually just as just as bad and as awful as as, as Arthur, just just rich. <laughs> I mean
0: Well, I, I think it's just he's mortal. Like yeah. and power power is as subjective as Comedy, it's comedy, yeah. Because yeah. really, at the beginning of the film, there was a speech by Thomas Wayne where he calls um, these these radicals a bunch of clowns.
1: A bunch of clowns,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and ultimately, it was a clown that led to his own downfall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, so maybe that's the joke. Maybe it has nothing to do with Bruce, except that now, much like Arthur, he's an orphan. Yeah. And he and, doesn't know he he has to create this alter ego to really broken. feel and he's broken and he has to to heal he has to create this alter ego and ultimately become the savior of Gotham. There's just so much of that and and again, like we probably just spent four minutes dissecting a flicker of an image mm-hmm. over a monologue like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we were really sitting down to go scene by scene, we could probably have like a a podcast go for 24 hours because that there yeah. are so many little things in it. Yeah, we
1: could. I'm,
0: we totally I could. mean, it's just there I love that. I I love that it's also open into interpretation and they're not spoon feeding us any of the answers because they don't want us to get it. I don't think.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. And that sink is so, like you said, we could, we could, we could go another hour or so just trying to dissect in that, that scene and what, what that meant as far as, you know, what, what we wouldn't get. I mean, is it, yeah, I, I mean, I, there's the Batman connection clearly, uh, and you know, and I think many people will, will go there, but but like you said, I mean, Thomas did, you know, uh, even though it was Murray who who dubbed him the gave him the moniker the Joker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Thomas was the first one who actually called him you know called these people a bunch of clowns, and and so you know, there's that piece. There is, you know, as you said before, the unreliable narrator. Of of Arthur, I mean, what is truth and what is fiction? As far as what we were watching, because as I was watching the film and seeing some of his delusions, I you know I, I would get I would get lost in them, and oh, I would yeah. have to like I would have to I, would ha- I was sitting there trying to like di- dissect and figure out now, you know what is truth and what is fiction,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and,
1: and 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 this and and so you know so, I mean everything about this film is just it just it just really does do a phenomenal job of of, of making you think and and, and making you reflect even after you've watched it and about, again, bigger, I think, I mean, bigger things than just what was going on in this film. And Mm. I think that was what, I think that was really what they were trying to achieve Achieve with this, and and why it's it's more than just a uh, uh, you know run-of-the-mill comic book movie per se per se.
0: Right. Uh,
1: it's it, it it is truly it it truly is art, and you know and.
0: I love art films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, an art film done right. I mean, yeah. and like I said, there were some times where I was thinking to myself, Will's going to be pissed at me because I don't think I like this movie. And I really did think about it. Like, last night, my initial reaction is, I don't know. I don't, I-, I don't. And the more I think about it, because it stays with you, the more I gravitate to the little details and think, no, 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 no. Just because I felt uncomfortable watching it does not mean that it's a bad film. Yeah. No, it just means that I have to actually digest what I saw before yeah. I can really see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, it's, it's it's not an easy film to watch, and and I I, I, I appreciate it for what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it, it's I would tell someone if you know as we are talking right now, it, is it it's it's great filmmaking. It. Is it, it as you said? It will definitely be a film uh, that will be shown in film school ten years from now as a, a very in in a in a in a period where we, you know we lament the fact that we don't have a lot of original originality in filmmaking these days. This was a truly original film, in in some of the things that it did, and it will will stand it, it, it will stand the test of time as far as like whenever you look back on the early half when, when filmmakers are looking at films in, in, in periods this one will stand out as far as one of those one of those like films like oh yeah you need this is one of those classics um i i dare i i will i i can, I can feel safe in saying that
0: yeah um shout out about the score, the score mm-hmm. is crazy good and actually very reminiscent of The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And there are a few scenes in this movie, like when they um, when the police grab Joker and put him in the car. I, I immediately flash back to the uh, The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and and him being. I know he he sticks his head out and everything and has that dog moment, but there's something just very. Y- because a lot of us after seeing dark knight like that is the quintessential joker yeah. so towards the end of the movie the more i felt as if the i really um saw some some um, some nuance and mm-hmm. or some 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 parallels to that version then i know that they're not there are different worlds and all of that, but at still, if you were to tell me that that was the same Joker, ultimately, that we see down the road, I'm like, yeah, I believe it. I, yeah,
2: yeah. I
0: mean, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of mystery there. There's, um, It builds a strong foundation for whatever they do, and, and my biggest prediction was, right, um, this really does make me that much more hyped for the new Batman fo- film. Yeah, yeah. Like I just I want it now yeah, because I yeah. just got this and it was crazy good and I can't wait to see how they break down that other character um, who's ultimately the hero mm-hmm. um, and and there there are so many other things to talk about regarding this film because it is it is that good um, cinematography Todd Phillips said that he wanted to have it have it shot like it was homemade because mm-hmm. it's a very intimate film. I don't know if they got there, but just visual wise, I love the the colors that they did choose. Yeah. And and I like the just how many close ups they were and it and it was unnerving because it was so yeah. close to his face and yeah. and you know he's a crazy person. So the closer we are to him it makes us nervous because we don't know what he's going to do. So I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one th- there was a soundtrack choice that I don't agree with. And it was the last scene where he's dancing down the stairs ah. and they, I don't know what that song is. I, uh, I've heard it a thousand yeah. times.
1: Yeah. It's the Gary, uh, Gary glitter. Um, he had, I think if I recall, I think he was convicted of uh sex child sex offense um but it's yeah it's it's a song dark yeah (laughs) no no but no but there is a reason i mean there is some people who had something who another thing that they were mad about this film was using that particular song because of his his criminal history uh, as far as the artists who composed that song Mm -hmm. um yeah.
0: Um, Do they get mad at any sports game that they attend? Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: that they don't, they song don't, is
0: used a lot.
1: It is. They don't use it as much anymore. Now they use the uh, zombie song, but, uh, da-da-da-da, I, just, but uh,
0: I just felt like it didn't really match a lot of the choreography. And also, in comparison to all of the other song choices used, it didn't fit. Mm. tone wise or character wise like we had a lot of classical music we had a lot of dread and ambiance, and then so it just there was something about it where i was i was sitting there and i was really hyped for the scene because that scene is probably in every single trailer yeah and and you know like here's joker and then they play that and i'm like is this coming from a different theater like what they they chose this song For
1: that? Uh... Yeah, yeah, the song is Rock and Roll Part 2. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, as far as the the choice of it, it actually, for me, it actually worked. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a loser.
0: Okay, Arthur. Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, it it just, it just worked. I mean, it was like, you know, because I guess I do associate it with like sports and, and uh, just, the the lunacy of it and and how he I could see how Arthur would be th- thinking of this particular song as he's dancing down the steps because yeah uh, that's that's the song people associated you know for years with winners because it was played in I, mean, I just remember like like Laker Laker games with and Bulls games and stuff in the nineties and in the two, early two thousands where, where that song was just like you know, always played with winning teams. So mm,
0: that's and a so, fair point.
1: So, so for me, that was you know, it, it plays into that notion that you know now I I do belong because you know whenever he put the clown makeup on and he was going to Murray's show, he was at that point he saw himself no longer as this downtrodden. He he was like power. He was he felt empowered to go on this show and. Basically, you know, he did did what he did. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that was, uh, despite what real world knowledge about Gary Glitter, uh, I thought that was a, that song did work for me as he was going down the steps.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point that you bring up about how that was played um, for winners. And I didn't, I didn't interpret it like that. I still don't think the choreography matched it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, not,
0: he's not what bothers
1: me. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's not supposed to be like you know Fred to stare. I mean,
0: yeah, but <laughs> you, he, I mean, for all of his practice, <laughs> he does a lot of practicing. Okay, so it should not match the tune, and yeah. maybe that's also what it was that in all of those other moments when he's quote unquote practicing, he and we're shown that he has this music side to him. Mm-hmm other other songs are playing or other music are is playing that i don't associate it so i mean it's just a small nitpick for me it didn't work for me but it worked for you and i'm sure others as well so that's it yeah. um we do have only a little bit more to go um and I want to talk about Teen Titans. So yeah. I think that's it. I mean, yeah, again, I'm... we could we could go on for a few hours about it.
1: Yeah. So Listen. that's Yeah. If you, but yeah, give us your thoughts as far as what we what we've talked about, what you think as far as our impressions. We'd love to hear yours.
0: Yep. And so so Titans. Yeah. Connor finally arrives and I knew this was gonna happen. I knew he was gonna save Jason from the fall yeah (laughs) that was just i was as soon as it happened i'm like oh and here's connor and then they cut to black and and now we we're this is this is classic titans you know they they get on track and then they want to introduce the character so Mm -hmm. they stop everything to introduce that character and then they continue and the now granted the first time they did that this season, it was a flashback, and this is all present day. So I get it, and it was kind of cool because of all the spa- Superman tie- tie-ins. Yeah. Um, but you direct messaged me something really interesting right before I started watching this episode. And you said that this episode of Titans would really... Suit to be on the same discussion where we talk about Joker. Why did you send me that DM?
1: So I watched Titans Fresh this afternoon. I didn't get a chance to watch it on Friday. And, you know, clearly Joker was fresh in my mind. And what, when I sent you that DM, I was in the middle of watching the episode and it was Connor's trying to find his identity Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. where. You know, where, uh, you know, we just spent the last, uh, you know, 45 minutes or so talking about the Joker's identity and trying to find himself and, and, you know, being an unreliable narrator and stuff. And then with with Connor, you know, he, he, this, he's a clone. And, and whenever you're watching this episode, he's trying to find out about himself. And then when Eve, when they do go to Cadmus in San Francisco, uh, to learn where she was trying to teach, show him one half of of his DNA, his genetic makeup. We learn about Lex Luthor. and then of course behind that 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 vault door is all of the twelve previous uh, attempts to create him. So, I, I, I my my thought when I sent you that DM was more was just just that this whole story of identity and how. Um, you know, how here we have a person who has the genetic makeup of the evil genius Alex Luthor and uh, the you know, quintessential goody-two-shoes in Clark Kent.
0: Yeah, I love that line at the end of it where she says to him, you know, um, sometimes that anger is yours and sometimes it's his. Mm-hmm. And, and I was hoping that part of the reason why you sent me that DM is because it, it, this episode is so much about identity, much like Joker is where you have people who are lost, who are detached. They don't, they don't, they're trying to find their lineage. I mean, Connor wants to know his dad. at one point he wants Eva Eve to be his mom because Mm -hmm. he's trying to find an anchor. Yeah. something to ground him in this reality, in this, in this situation. I mean, yeah. he has crypto, um, but crypto isn't very talkative. <laughs> <No>. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a bark here and there. And I think it might've been, I think I might've sent you that DM whenever it, they had that conversation. Cause it may, I, I was, yeah, it was during that, that sequence when I was watching it where I was like, Oh, Oh, this, I'm glad we're doing this pairing these two together because they do have that, that common linkage, um, uh, as far as the theme for our show tonight
0: Yeah, and and I mean Even, Co- yeah, Connor's A clone, and so he has These weird memories um, As if he was Superman And memories from Lex Luthor But as just human beings A, a lot of us Sometimes um, Just inherent um, Our our uh, Parents um Emotional issues or emotional trauma, and that suddenly we have to deal with, and then we we also um, suddenly have our own baggage to deal with. So, so I really like that, and this is a character study. It's another, it's Mm -hmm. it's a standstill. It's all about Connor. What what brings him here, and this dynamic between Connor trying to figure out who he is and Eve Watson, who. Ultimately, is the co-conspirator the who who comes up with, with the idea that Luther then then takes and applies mm-hmm. on how to create Connor, which which means that you have to basically merge DNA from both a human and a Kryptonian to stabilize one another. Yeah, um, I really like that. It was a bit slow for me, um, just because the previous episode. I liked that we had the team together. Yeah. Um, I liked that uh, Starfire, Corey was back, and we had this good dynamic between her and Dick. Um, and so to not to to, like, and this was one of my complaints about the first season to put the brakes on that to do this story. It's it's a lot of start, go, stop, stop, go, stop. It's just yeah. So so I wish. I wish they could figure out a way to do this more seamlessly.
1: Yeah, I think this is just the way that this is how uh, as much I I agree with you, but I think I'm learning that, okay, this is just basically how this show is going to do with storytelling. And like I I don't like it, but 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 on a whole, I, I, I I still like this. I like the series. But the fr- but it is frustrating where we do get these good momentum and then we spend three fourths of it, well, seven eighths of an episode <laughs> about Connor and then you know we, we with with such a cliffhanger ending pro- in the prior episode um, with with what happened with Jason.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I really I was thinking about it earlier today. I I do like season two far and above more than season one because they have not done this that often in season one, every other episode we were yeah. we were doing weird things and didn't cohesively work together. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little there is a lot more cohesion this time around and I am I am invested in a lot of relationships. I mean another thing this episode has going for it. Rachel wasn't around. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. I wrote love my Rachelist episodes. Mm-hmm. And um because we we have we're when we're inundated with Superman. Um I think it's really fascinating how between Krypton, Supergirl, and now Connor, we're all seeing these different angles about mm-hmm. that character and we don't even need to see Superman.
1: Exactly. You we don't just have,
0: granted 45 versions of him and Batman are being cast in crisis on infinite exactly. Earth, <laughs>
1: yeah. which is
0: I don't which is not infinite there's only a few episodes so I don't know how the heck that's gonna play out but yeah, I'll yeah. watch it and well, then you'll hear <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but you're right I, you know we, we we've talked about this before about uh, how all these various iterations of, of Superman has, has made the prime character. Even more interesting, at least for me, um, and, and learning more ab- ab- about uh, that—the the mythology of, of Superman and Lex Luthor and Krypton and et cetera—and um, and I liked, you know. And it, one of the things I did like about this episode, it—it it, 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 it did a—I liked the way they they did bring Superman and Lex into the series with the flashbacks to Krypton mm-hmm. to, to Smallville and and their upbringing uh and and we learned lex lex had the the abusive alcoholic father and and of course you know we yeah we all know about you know how jonathan kent was was you know the 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 perfect surrogate father for for kal-el and in many ways taught him how to be how to be superman so um
0: and Which I think was was cool at the end when when Eve tells Connor, don't be a hero, don't mm-hmm. use your powers because it, it will draw attention very good homage homage to the 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 uh, that father son relationship mm-hmm. between Superman and his father
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely definitely. So, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, overall, I, it, yeah, I, I agree there were some parts of the episode that are a little slow, but overall, I, I actually enjoyed, enjoyed Connor more than I did the, the episode of Deathstroke in some, in some regards
0: Hmm, I think I might have liked Deathstroke better than Connor
2: hmm.
0: I Just, just because of pace-wise, I, yeah. I, this, this show is called Titans, it's not yeah. called Titan
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> True, true.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, and now I, that I'm like seeing the ensemble, and so it, it's t- totally fine to have difference of opinions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: just th- I just think the the two episodes. I mean, overall the season has been a lot better, uh, but the two episodes where they focused on the two new member, two well one old one original member Aqualad and Al Connor, uh, mm-hmm. were are two that that definitely stand out for me. Th- this season, uh, and to your point, the at least lot did have a team element to it, um, and um, and Connor did not. But they were just really uh, thinking about the first season and how they introduced some of the characters. Uh, I felt like the, they did a better job introducing these two than than they did say Hawk and Dove.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's there's no debate there. Um, I like how this episode also ends with a cliffhanger because right after Connor saves Jason, of course he gets struck with Kryptonian bullets. Um, but more importantly, more importantly, crypto is taken. Yes, poor crypto. How dare they? they okay, that is an. innocent dog. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which also you know what I mean maybe I just wish this this episode was called crypto yeah. um, because let's let's face it in the fight sequence uh, he had better moves than mm-hmm. Connor he
1: did
0: um, he he knows how to attack a man he 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 knows when he should be fed mm-hmm. and he doesn't like it when people do not feed him and and he he just like he's a good boy <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Somebody at the end. Yeah, no I think sense. I think Sarah's gonna find a rescue dog and name a crypto.
0: <laughs> no, I don't trust myself taking care of living things. We all know this. It's just, I, I, mean, there's Connor like holding on for dear life, shot up with a bunch of crypt, um, Kryptonian, and yeah. and then we see we see Crypto just hanging out in the green leash, and we're like, oh, not the dog.
1: Yeah. No, no.
0: Classic Superman. I mean, yeah. that, that's how um, Papa Kent died. He went to save the dog from that's the right. sister anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not the dog. Not the dog. Yeah, oh, I think on that note, that's it for us tonight. We're we're just laughing way too much. We're we're two jokers apparently.
1: Yes, uh, so um, we are. <laughs>
0: Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes, yeah, you won't get it at Will and Polk at that's W I L L M P O L K.
0: And you can follow me at S J Malmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, Geek Out. You're
2: welcome.